0: Thank you for taking the time to download this podcast from Rosendale Research School. If you've enjoyed it, why don't you sign up for our monthly newsletter? You can do this via our website at
1: rosendale.researchschool.org.uk. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back to another Rosendale Research School podcast. Happy 2020. This is our first one of the year, isn't it? It is, done, it is, yeah? yes. So, gosh. I hope you all had a lovely Christmas break. It probably feels like a long time ago. It certainly does to us. Um, And we want to, uh, we thought we'd kick off our our podcasts this year, just talking a little bit about our plans um, for the rest of this uh, academic year. We're going to shamelessly do a little bit of plugging for some of the things that that we're running that we think people might be interested in. And Doug and I are going to have a, a bit of a conversation Around the Education Endowments Foundation's program of training trainers, Doug's just attended yes. a train the trainer course, and we thought it'd be quite interesting to sort of talk about that and uh, looking at some of the training sessions we're offering and what indeed makes effective training. What do we try and build into to our um, programs of professional development to, yeah. to make sure that they're effective? Um, we're just gonna. I just want to start though by giving a little bit of. Um, of a kind of marketing plug for our open morning. Rosendale holds one of these once a year. We open up the school to any professionals who are interested to come and see what evidence-informed practice looks like in a classroom. So attendees will get the opportunity to walk around the school and to see our metacognition programme, mixed attainment teaching, looking at the work of Rosenshine's principles of instruction, and they'll see those things actually happening uh, in the classroom and get to talk to the teachers who who use them and implement them Uh, and that's on the 28th of January so if any of our listeners are interested in coming along to that do go and have a look at the website and and you can book on there and then very excitingly I mean actually I don't think this is a plug Doug because actually I think all the places have fully booked aren't we but um we just wanted to say that on the 7th of February there was the second London Ed research conference That we're running in association um, with the GLA, uh, Charles Dickens Research School, Greenshaw Research School, um, a couple of other organisations are sponsoring us as well. Uh, But a big thank you to the GLA for giving us their building and we've got an an extraordinary uh, programme lined up. Uh, for that day uh, with some great speakers and schools talking about what they've done, their um, action research and, and, and their use of evidence in practice. It, you know, if you're interested, it is worth going on to the website and I know we're having a waiting list. Yes, um, there is a waiting list. Yeah. So, so if you if be. you think, oh, I missed the opportunity to book on here but I, I would like to go on the waiting list, please do because it's completely free of charge. Uh, and that's being held on the 7th of February. And I was talking at a board meeting last night, Doug, about um, the sort of different strands of, of research schools, and how you know we we sort of in terms of trying to develop our reach and our influence. That's one of the reasons that we that we do these podcasts and uh, and send out newsletters. Um, I think it's a similar kind of thing, really, with conferences and open mornings. It's it's a sort of and it's an initial contact, isn't it, for people who maybe haven't sort of thought that much about. Uh, the use of evidence in their practice and and adapting and developing their practice they're they're sort of good starting points but then we know that actually the the impact of going to a conference if you don't follow it up with anything will be quite small Um, it gets you thinking, it can can start to wet your appetite but presumably you talked a little bit about that on the train the trainer course yes
0: we did, I mean it was interesting there was uh, about 40 delegates there from the other research schools Um, and generally they offer three core programs the EEF which is the pupil premium Leading learning, which is now called uh, training and retaining great teachers, it's mm-hmm. been rebranded, um, and then also curriculum, which right. is which is know that. So those are the three core cool ones. There are other ones that people run. There, are, there. If you look at all each of individual research school, there's lots of variety. There's quite a few metacognition, yes. which we've run here as well, um, and there is certainly some leeway for individual research schools to do this but talking about these three core ones it's an interesting relationship If a good way to look at it is you were talking about structure is mm. to look at that i mean they prefer them to be over three days so you get and, this Yeah, um, and that's not
1: three consecutive days no 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 it's it?
0: uh, ideally over a half term would yeah. be good oh, so okay, not to, so over a half yeah, term. yeah so, so some five-day ones might be more spread out but three-day ones yeah. they would ideally over a half term and they had quite a nice analogy that well each day is like um an electricity pylon and then yeah. the actual bit in between is like the cables running between those three days. Oh, so there may be certain wraparound tasks that you might be asked to do, some gap tasks. Yeah. Or which usually would be to try try something out in your yes. school largely because so that's it's, what it's all about. So it's
1: learn a new concept, think about something different that you're going to do and then go and, and then try
0: it out, try it out try in your out. school. Have a little or practice
1: within school and then
0: go back go back perhaps talk about it see what's worked what other delegates has worked in their schools yeah Um, you know they have so the EEF have got they've got materials for all of these courses which they produce Mm. but they another quite nice analogy they use was this is like buying a scheme of work Mm. if you're teaching geography yeah And you're adapting everything you need to your children, i.e. to your school. You're thinking, well, what do we need in my school? Um, And the sheer process sometimes of going away from where you usually are, talking Mm -hmm. to others, is often the most useful thing about uh, CPD, isn't it? And having that time out to sort of reflect on, mm, yes, that's true, or we could try that. So, Yeah, yeah.
1: it's very true. And... I know. In the past, we've sort of had um, away days where, where we, you know, maybe we've gone as a team offside, and you know, I'm sure that the teachers are probably sitting there thinking you're yeah, there on a jolly. But actually, you do think very differently and much more deeply. I think when when you when you're away. And going back to your point about how important networking and talking to other to other teachers and other professionals is, I mean, you found that yourself, didn't you, actually, on going to the, the train the training course? Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, even if you, you might not even meet them at the course, talk to them at the course, but you know who they are, and, and you know, it's a small old world, isn't it, mm. in education. You'll be... Uh, probably in touch with them again, and you suddenly remember somebody's name or something that they've done. Think, aha, that could be something yeah. that I need to find out more about today yeah. So yeah, very very useful, I think. Yeah. That sort of thing.
1: And so the idea then is that it, that you you have a, 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 a the first session, you go away and do a gap task, you come back for the second session, yeah. you Evaluate your, your original. Yeah, yeah.
0: actually, so to go yeah. even before what a useful um, tool even before your first day. Mm. Uh, is a pre-twilight session or something which might look we're looking to do one curriculum for instance um and actually if you can get people along just for a couple of hours who might be interested in a curriculum one because the great idea then is you can, you can provide them or you can ask them to do some things before they come and you can tailor the training to just exactly what yeah. they want which on curriculum is enormous because yeah. you know well, I, I might go to a conference on curriculum expecting one thing yeah. but oh they concentrated totally on that and yeah. that's not really what uh, influences yeah. me.
1: I mean, it's such a huge subject, isn't it? Curriculum. I mean, it's you know, it's yes. it's the content of, of what you teach. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think that's a really good point. That that one of the things that we were quite keen on is making sure that we're not just doing some sort of generic one size fits all type of training, but training that actually is taking into account people's starting points and, and what people want to get from the course. Um, and we had this idea that we would run a taster session uh, for the curriculum programme in, in the summer term. Yes. Um, so that people can come along, see, get some idea of, of what it is that they're going to be signing up to. Um, and one of the things, Doug, that, that we found difficult is kind of getting people to, to sign up to training yes. courses. And we're aware that financial pressures on school um, mean that it, it, it's difficult. It's not... It's not the pain for the course because they're not very expensive. It's the cost it's the of the cover. releasing yep. of the stuff in a small school. Yeah. Really,
0: more small, so isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yes. I mean, you know, in particularly in primary, nine times out of ten schools don't have any any spare cover, and so that's no. the, that's the cost of a supply teacher. You know or some moving somebody else in, in, into that class for the day and we know that's difficult one of the things um, that we're doing to sort of try and address that we're, we're running a poll on, on Twitter on our Twitter account research school Twitter yeah. account, if, you're in, if people are interested to ask people when would they prefer to do training would they prefer to have uh, training in the morning or in the afternoon yeah or a twilight after-school session. Interesting.
0: It's interesting. If you're interested, in it's on our Twitter feed. And it, we, we've had about 40 votes so far. Yeah. 80 percent would prefer a full day.
1: Ah, yeah, okay.
0: So that's clearly out in front of everything wow. or we're doing that. So, so, that's, so I, I can imagine, you know, from me being an NQT years ago, thinking I hated coming back into school in the afternoon because yeah. I didn't know what happened in the morning. So I can yeah. sort of see that. It's a full day you can sort out. But that's, And give
1: yourself the I do way. think
0: innovative ways of doing it are really the way forward because it may be that perhaps some of the people that love to be there couldn't be there but either through some sort of correspondence style thing they could still be involved yeah. I mean, there are so many ways using Zoom and things like that yeah. now where you can uh, get informed because it shouldn't exclude just because you can't find cover for doing it yeah, which, no, is,
1: absolutely. which is
0: which becoming a real issue now yeah. isn't it
1: yeah it is and we want to make sure that we're that we're meeting you know we're meeting need maybe it's in, it, maybe it's easier to arrange a kind of consistent cover for a whole day rather than Um, Yeah,
0: so you might end up doing your three-day curriculum one. One day might be... A, a taught day out of class. The yeah. others could be somehow arranged so they're more interactive online or using other systems where they don't yeah. need to do it. And the, and the last one could be a half day. But there's different ways of doing yeah. it that we need to explore. But I'm I sure. I have to
1: confess, Doug, I've never done sort of online training. I've never participated in a webinar or. Uh, have, Did have you
0: not you do that? our safeguarding? No,
1: because I. i Levels. Oh, well, I'm a level three well three we 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 had to
0: do our upgrade our safeguarding training, and that's now online in our local education authority. Mm. And I said to several of my colleagues. I quite like online learning mm-hmm. because it's right in front of me. I don't drift off and doodle. It's right there. I've got my headphones on doing it all. Yeah. And, I, and there's all these avenues that really haven't been explored. Yeah. I know podcasts is the big way now, isn't it? But yeah. perhaps even something more...
1: Uh, it's interesting. Um, a colleague of mine uh, who's a business manager is doing a, a webinar about um, <laughs> pensions. Uh, and and I wonder if that... when. When you're communicating, when what you're trying to do is communicating a body of information, whether or not online and webinars but sort of lend themselves to that, maybe what they obviously don't lend themselves to is when you're it's training that involves thinking and interpretation and design. And bouncing ideas off and, other people, yeah.
0: which is probably actually what educational training does involve yeah. more. It's not if you're just doing a, financial regulations training I think it's fantastic to do that with but we've just talked about haven't we the benefits of having people there bouncing ideas off knowing to know what they're doing so perhaps that doesn't necessarily fit I mean there are very few instances of just pushing content at people because you need to know this aren't there in teaching it's just more about your practice because as you know each school is so different to the the other one so worth exploring anyway these different avenues of consuming CPD
1: yeah and when you came back from, um, from the training sort of what's one of the what are the key messages that you took um, in terms of, of curriculum and and ways to to approach and, and, and develop curriculum? We that just
0: haven't... alluded to it. I mean, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because okay, you're a head teacher. You you you're responsible for our school. I've talked to you about this before. If I was if I was mm-hmm our curriculum I would say oh, I think we do too much maths in English we yeah. need to do a bit but th- th- that would let the children down they're going to in the secondary school so I think with curriculum everybody no matter what level in education they are or not in education they have their idea of what they think curriculum should be yeah. because of what might have worked for them when they were at school yeah. you often find People that send their own kids to boarding school—it's because they had a fantastic experience of yeah. boarding school to do that. So I think everyone's got their own ideas. So I think um, that's an interesting one, isn't it? To yeah. do that. The other one is what—is that what legally do we have to things? I'm not quite sure about that. Where we stand on that one. Um, I
1: mean, interestingly, legally, there's not there aren't not that many constraints. Yeah. I always think my take on it is that I, I sort of think. What, what, what do, would you like a child to have experience? I mean, we talked about that. Was it the National Trust list? Of,
0: yeah, you know, the, the so 50 that we, things, yeah, which yeah. are these things that... Um,
1: yeah, but it's and come, it's yeah. about that, giving ch- children the breadth of experience and opportunity that they can sort of explore themselves to the full. Because I think when you listen to a piece of music or you learn how to play a piece of music, that develops one aspect of you, and... Um, when you hear about the mistakes that were been made in the past in history and you see us making those same mistakes all over again you know that develops another part of you and and in order to become a you know a real rounded human being you you need a curriculum that is as broad as possible whilst also knowing that you've got to have some core not there is core knowledge there are some things that you need to be able to know and do and remember um, and that actually you know, those having that, that, that kind of core body of knowledge, if you like, like I'm probably talking more around maths and English when I say that, enables you to do more. So, yeah. you know, you're going to struggle to, to learn more about history if your reading skills aren't, aren't there. But also we need to be practising those those skills in history. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, you know, you also have to consider, well, where are our children going? They're where are at primary, so they're going to go to secondary, yeah. where... Obviously, the schools they need for secondary, we can't just totally neglect doing that. But and
1: you want them to to be able to get to the end of Key Stage three and think, oh, you know, the world's my oyster. Which of these subjects am I going to choose? And you
0: know, I'll I'll confess to knowing nothing much about secondary school, never having worked there. But some at the conference, the train, the trainer Mm. conference, we're speaking to a secondary school uh, who are quite close to JCB, the diggers. Oh yeah, yeah. And they were saying, well, they they've started with some of their year 10s and 11s running training with them because quite a few of them will go and work for them. And you're thinking, well, actually, not saying everyone might want to go and work there, but that's, you know, that's what it should be. It should be preparing for where you're going and things like that.
1: One of the interesting things, my my sister is um, a secondary biology teacher uh, in the north of the country, and um, they run a a GCSE on, on sort of building and painting and decorating. Because, again, equipping kids with, with some of the, the kind of knowledge and the skills that will be useful for them as, as they as they go forward. Um, it's actually talking quite appeal to me. I forward.
0: know. <laughs> and I, I mean, I also think what's really useful is that, I'm, I'm sure somebody must have done it, I've been trying to do it vaguely on my own, is to find out within other countries what happens. Like Finland, I've been trying to find out, and that's always held up yeah. as, the, as the standard, isn't it? Of, yeah. What's their curriculum like? And, and, yeah. and, and it's just really interesting to see where, you know, that might say a lot about reflecting countries desires or who knows so I think it's but curriculum yeah it, it's a huge area and I, think, and I think each course would be quite different to another one yeah. because it would Depending it should focus on, the, on what yeah, people want from absolutely. it shouldn't it to do that
1: So, if this is not, I'm going to do a seamless segue here. If you're interested uh, in curriculum and you'd like to talk with colleagues in the sort of way that we've been chatting about curriculum design and what makes curriculum and what it should be, uh, then keep your eyes open on our website for details of our taster session that Doug will be running uh, in the summer term. Don't forget we've got our open morning on the 28th of January and hopefully we might see some of our listeners there or at London End Conference Ed, yeah, the following a on week. the 7th of February. Fantastic. Thanks, Doug. It's been a pleasure talking with you, as always. I could have chatted on for hours more, but our listeners will be delighted that we're cutting it short Thank now. you. Thanks so much. Have a lovely weekend, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Cheers.
0: Bye-bye.